Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Okay, welcome. Uh, From wherever you are listening around the world, uh, it is so wonderful to have you. We're so honored by your presence every single week and uh, try to give you a little boost in your day, give you something to think about during the week and give you something that you can apply to hopefully make your week and your life a little bit better. Um, the, the very name, Spiritual Laws of Nature, is something that occurred to me while I was praying, and, and it comes from the fact that there's obvious physical laws of nature, and we all know about those, and for most of us, you know, we we accept those to the point that we don't even really try to violate a lot of the most basic ones. You know, like like gravity and inertia and and uh, you know things. Uh, you know, maybe sometimes we do violate the ones like if you eat too much or eat the wrong kind of stuff or whatever. But it occurred to me a long time ago that there are also spiritual laws of nature, only the spiritual laws supersede the physical laws, um, are more important, will have a bigger impact on your life uh, than the physical laws. Only, in my experience, almost no one that I was meeting was living according to the spiritual laws. So while they would not go to the top of a building and jump off because they they know gravity and they're not going to violate it because they know they'll pay a price for that, they a lot of times don't hesitate to violate the spiritual laws of nature, seemingly thinking that it's going to have no ill effect on their life. And I realize that I lived a lot of my life that way too. So I understood that, you know. Things like lying or or gossip, speaking badly about other people and, and things that may not even be true or exaggerations, uh, stealing, uh, sexual sins that are so prevalent everywhere these days. You know, whether it's pornography on the internet or affairs or or you know, which are almost always in secret and that kind of thing, which are based in lies and all that sort of uh, of, of business. But it was really ironic to me when I first came up with that name how we, a lot of people, live their life regularly violating the spiritual laws of nature. And they know it. And, and, but they think somehow that it's not going to come back on them. But ladies and gentlemen, it always does. In fact, to me, it is it is even more destructive than violating the physical laws. Today, uh, I wanted to talk about three essentials. And um, I've shared before that probably about 10% or less 
maybe 5% of the spiritual laws of nature that we talk about are what I consider to be foundational ones, meaning you've got to get these right or nothing else is, is going to work. And then the others, the others, the 95% or so of the spiritual laws, you know, if you're if you're talking about the house analogy, there's probably a second category that I would call bricks and mortar, and then a third category that I would call maybe finishing touches. But the foundational ones, you've got to get these right, all right? And today would be a foundational one. And I think I shared another foundational one about three weeks ago. Um, to sustain life, we need three things, air, food, and water. Now, you could argue there's more things, too. We need a roof over our head. We don't need to freeze to death. We don't need to burn up with heat, you know, other things. And I understand that. But at its most basic, considering that, you know, a lot of those other things are in place, we have to have on a day-by-day -day basis three things to sustain physical life, air, food, and water. I believe there's a spiritual uh, corollary to that, that there are, sp three, there are three things in the spiritual laws of nature that we have to have for spiritual life as well. And when I say spiritual life, I basically mean um, happy and healthy. Now, not I just won the lottery happy, an internal happiness that does not depend on external circumstances. It may be closer to like a joy and peace put together, okay? But but the three things we need for spiritual, to be okay spiritually, are love, truth, and power, okay? Um, everything in the universe boils down to frequency and amplitude. Okay, in the in the area of health, frequency and amplitude determine our health. Okay, you got the frequency of a cancer cell. All right, that's a problem. But what's the amplitude? What's the power of of that cancer cell? Is it enough to infect another cancer cell, or is it very very weak and the body's immune system very quickly overtakes it and eliminates it? Okay, and then once the amplitude of the cancer is so great that it overwhelms the body's immune system, then we're in trouble. Uh, frequency and amplitude was was demonstrated, the best I've ever, ever seen it demonstrated in my life, by the old Memorex commercials, back when we actually had tape for music, okay? And they would have Ella Fitzgerald, and who had a magnificent, wonderful voice, and she would sing a certain note with enough power with her very powerful voice, and you would see this glass break and shatter and go everywhere. And it was one of the greatest commercials. I love that commercial. And, and it demonstrated not only a physical law of nature, but I believe a spiritual one, and that is that frequency and amplitude – are at the root of just about anything. Love is a frequency. Peace is a frequency. Cancer is a frequency or has a frequency. Okay? Well, 
to be happy and healthy, the spiritual things we need are love, truth, and power. Meaning, we need love, but we need a lot of it. We need love in power. More power than the fear in our life. We need truth, but we need truth with enough power to overcome the falsehood of our programming, of what other people are telling us that's not true, of our circumstances, of our pain and pleasure programming, all of that, right? We also need light, which is not one of the three I've mentioned, but light would be kind of the power behind the love, right? It's, light is the more physical manifestation, but I may be getting a little too technical here, so let me back off. So we need those three things. We need love and truth with enough power to overcome the fear and falsehood in our life. Well, love, truth, and power, ladies and gentlemen, comes through relationship and communication only. Let me say that again. Love, truth, and power comes through relationship and communication only. So there's an opener right there for me. How much am I prioritizing the relationships and communication involved as part of those relationships in my life with God, with with my wife, with with Harry and George, with my brothers, with Ed and Ken, with 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 every every relationship of my life and, and using that communication to try and increase and enhance the love and truth that's part of that relationship that flows from God to me, from me, from me to me, from me to you, from you to me, but it all comes in, in my belief from God. However, if instead of choosing the love, truth, relationship, and communication in love and truth, you choose your pain-pleasure programming out of fear, ladies and gentlemen, you will get more pain from that choice. Choosing to gratify your, your pain-pleasure programming over love and truth you will get more pain. Now, maybe not this hour, maybe not next hour, but it will come certainly and surely in time. And it may be damaging you internally in a way that you're not even, you don't even realize yet. You can have cancer for a year and you never know you have it. And you go and have an MRI or CT scan and they come out and say, hey, Alex, you're fine. I don't know why we're even doing this. There's no trace of cancer. And then we do that for a year, and all of a sudden I, I, I get the MRI and CT scan again today, and the doctor comes out and says, oh, Alex, we may have a problem here on your liver. See that dark spot on your liver? We need to do a biopsy. We may have a problem here. Question, where did that come from? We've been measuring with the MRI and CT regularly for a year, and every time it said there was no problem. Ladies and gentlemen, that cancer was forming in me that entire time. 
In fact, in the more accurate sense, I had cancer that whole time when the doctor would come out with the results of the MRI and CT and tell me I did not have cancer. The problem is they don't have an instrument that can pick it up until it gets to a certain amplitude, until it gets to a certain power. But it's there all the time, increasing, building day by day. So you may violate these spiritual laws of nature and think you're getting away with it, but it is doing a cancer thing in you. It may not be cancer. It may be a lot of things. But, it, but it's doing something like that in you that is growing and causing problems that you may not know about yet. You may not know about for a while, but at some point they are going to come out and hit you like a two-by-four between the eyes. And sometimes at that point, it's hard to reverse it. But if you choose your pain pleasure over the love and truth and relationships and communication in love and truth, you will get more pain from that choice. The more pain will create more fear, which is why you did the pain pleasure in the first place, why you chose that in the first place. You chose that out of fear. So now you're in a vicious cycle of pain, pleasure, fear, pain, pleasure, fear, pain, pleasure, fear. And that's why so many people end up with addictions, strongholds in their life, habits that they can't break, and they end up 30, 40 years later thinking, what in the world was that all about? Even if you choose unhealthy pleasure, You choose that because it feels good, right? But what I'm telling you is it's going to end up feeling worse. That's why few people ever live in love, in true love, moment by moment, in my opinion. They get caught up in the pain, pleasure, fear cycle because they're living in fear. On the other hand... If you choose to go through the pain without fighting or fleeing in order to get the love that's on the other side, it changes everything. You can break those cycles, but very few people can do that. The pain, pleasure, and fear they may go a day, they may go a week, they may go a month, usually not a month, but the pain, pleasure, and fear comes back and gets them. If you already had love and truth programming for that situation, please hear this point. I don't know if I've ever made this before on this program. If you already had love and truth programming for a particular situation, you would not experience fear in the first place unless your life is threatened, which is when our fight or flight is supposed to kick in. But if your life is not being threatened and you already had love and truth programming about that particular issue, that particular relationship, about finances, about your health, about parenting, 
about your marriage, about your boss, about whatever it is, if you already have love and truth programming for that, you wouldn't experience the fear in the first place. So that means when you experience pain-pleasure-based fear and choose fear, which means your choice is either to fight, to flee, or to indulge in some kind of pleasure, when you choose that and experience that, you have to have a love deficit about that situation and about that issue. You have to. It's physically impossible that you don't. Which also means you have a truth deficit about that issue. Because truth always points the way to love. Falsehood always points the way to fear. You can only break the fear-pain-pleasure cycle by changing your programming. And you can only change your programming by not choosing fight, flee, or pleasure. But to stay in love and find the whole truth, no matter how painful it is, and deal with that truth in love and integrity, to understand it, to have an aha about it. Oh, that's why this keeps happening in my life. Now, you can have love programming replace the fear programming and about that particular issue. And now you can live in love and truth with power. You choose the pain and deal with it in love. That's right. I said choose the pain rather than the pleasure to fight or to flee from the pain. So anytime you experience thoughts, emotions, beliefs, actions that are fear-based, fight, flee, or pleasure, those are the three based act, three fear-based actions, fight, fear, or pleasure. Anytime you experience that, you cannot count on your thoughts and feelings and beliefs to be true. Anytime you experience fight, flee, or pleasure, and your life is not in immediate danger, you cannot count on your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs about that situation to be true. In fact, you can count on them being false, like a computer virus. You must choose to embrace the pain rather than fighting, fleeing, or pleasure to distract yourself from it. You must choose to embrace the pain in love, find the lie that you're believing, and find the truth, the whole truth, about that situation. And then reprogram about that situation in love and away from fear. How do you do this? Well, a lot of people can't. 
until they've deprogrammed and reprogrammed, and that's using the codes. Of course, as I've said many times, my favorite way, my desired way for this to happen is to pray to God and he does it in me. And I've had that happen many times, and it's my first choice every time. Does he do it every time? No. And if he doesn't, I believe it's fine to use something that he has built into nature, like the codes, in order to help me with that, so that I can live in love and truth, which is, I, I believe, what he wants anyway. So, so once I have deprogrammed and reprogrammed, I have to take every thought captive. Every thought, whether I think it's fear or I'm not sure, whether I think it's love or I'm not sure, whether I think it's truth, but it might be falsehood. If it is fear, I cannot trust it to be true. I have a human hard drive virus, and I have to turn to love, choose love about that thought or feeling. Whatever you withhold from love becomes a curse to you. Even good things like talent and giftings. Let me say that again. Whatever you withhold from love, or I say from God, who I believe is love, whatever you withhold from love becomes a curse to you. Even if it's a gifting a talent, or something that in its own nature is a good thing. Whatever you give to love becomes a blessing to you, even if it's painful. Your your finances, a health problem, a relationship problem, any problem, no matter what it is, if you will give it to love, Say, okay, I, I can't do this right. I've done everything I can do. And if you will give it to love, it will become a blessing to you. Maybe not tonight. Maybe not tomorrow. Remember that cancer thing that takes a year to form in you. It may take some time. But if you give it to love and don't take it back and keep giving it to love every day, I've never seen it fail. It will become a blessing to you. So remember this week, and this is what I would encourage you to to think, meditate, and pray about as you go sit under your tree this week. Any problem you can have in your life, any pain you can have in your life, any lack of pleasure you can have in your life has three natural responses to fight to flee or to seek pleasure as a distraction or as just something that feels good in the middle of the pain to give you some relief or because you're bored or which is a source of pain or whatever okay if you are fighting fleeing or indulging in pleasure as an escape or to mask pain, you are acting in fear. And it will take you to more pain and more fear 
and try to enwrap you in the vicious cycle, which will be very difficult for you to get out of, kind of like that gigantic spider web in the Harry Potter movie that even an adult could hardly get out of once they were entangled in it. That's what this cycle will do. On the other hand, if when you experience the urge to fight, flee, or pleasure yourself in order to mask pain or get away from pain or distract from pain or because you're bored or whatever, if when that happens you recognize it's fear-based and say, no, I'm not going there, what is the lie that I'm believing? Because lies always point the way to fear. What's the rationalization I'm using about this thing as to why it's okay, even though I feel deep inside through my conscience that it's not? And give it to love and truth, even if it means having to experience the pain for a period of time. To me, that time period when you continue to experience the pain is a test. The word faith, faith inherently requires time. Think about it. If the thing that I'm hoping for, that I believe for, that I'm having faith in, that I'm looking to the positive thing that I want to have happen in my life, if that happened instantly or in five minutes or in 24 hours or or in no longer than 48 hours, then it would almost nullify faith and belief. And it would become sight. Don't have to believe in it. I'll see it in no more than two days or no more than 24 hours, or whatever that is. Faith and belief require time. I believe that's why in the ancient manuscripts it says to God, time doesn't exist. That God invented time for this world. I think he invented it because faith requires it. And in what we're talking about today, the place that requires it is when I feel that desire to fight anger, to flee fear, or for pleasure because something is painful to me. When I experience that, everything in me, my natural, hardwired, physiological, survival instinct reaction is to act on the fear, to fight, to flee, or to indulge in some pleasure because of the pain. I don't want the pain. Get the pain away from me, okay? Faith requires, belief requires that I do what's in truth and love, even if it means more pain. And almost certainly, there's going to be a time period that I continue to experience that pain. And that's the time period that can break the cycle or make it worse. Because during when I'm still experiencing that pain, six hours later, 24 hours later, a week later, a month later, 
everything in me wants to fight, flee, or turn to pleasure because this pain is driving me crazy or killing me. But if I will continue in love and truth, pain relief will come, and it will be a long-term pain relief in my experience. It will be so much beyond just a pleasure that distracts me or that masks the pain. It will be a pleasure maybe like I've never experienced before. Internal, external, so worth waiting for. But it requires time. It requires belief. It requires faith. Faith and belief are the line in the sand, the door through which all results come from. But by nature, they don't happen instantly. It requires time. So this week, while you're meditating, when do I want to flee? When do I want to fight? Even if I don't, even if I suppress that, when do I feel that? I want to fight, or I want to run away, or I want pleasure now. Whether it's a piece of chocolate, or pornography, or television, or whatever it is for me. And, 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 and many things that are wrong in that context are not inherently wrong. Television's not wrong. There's good things on television, too. Chocolate is not wrong in and of itself. It's why you do it, not necessarily what you do. There, There are exceptions to that, too. I might argue that pornography is an exception to that because it degrades and belittles. But why do you do it? So make a list. When do I want to fight? When do I want to flee? When do I want something pleasurable because I'm feeling some kind of pain? And what's the lie behind each of those? And and next, what is the truth, the whole truth about those issues and the truth will take me to love. And maybe a simple commitment about each one of those that you find in yourself. Are you willing to give that thing over to truth and love from fear and falsehood so that you can have the three things you need for life that parallel food, water, and air, love, truth, and power? This is how you get them. So make that evaluation of your own life this week. See if you can start to apply it. Use the codes to help with that. And let me tell you, if you get to where you experience that fight, flee, or pleasure, and you deny it regularly and say, no, I'm choosing love and truth, and I don't care if it takes a day or a year, not giving in. And I'm going to use the codes to deprogram and reprogram so I can do that. You will start to experience, in my experience, life and happiness and health and prosperity like you probably have never dreamed.